you met. Yeah, champ. Hey, you talked to Mark lately? Uh, I haven't really talked to him, but he looks pretty uh, down. <laughs> he looks pretty uh, down. Yeah, well, maybe we should cheer him up then. What do you uh, suppose we should do? Well, does he like butter tarts? I was lying on the grass on Sunday morning of last week, indulging in myself. Hello, this is Michael Volkoff, and this is episode 183 of Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Our episode today is a review of the Deutsche Bank, FCPA, and fraud spoofing settlement. Hello, everyone. Hope you're uh, doing well, hanging in there here in February, and uh, hope you're staying safe, healthy, and getting the vaccine, hopefully. Um, I thought I'd go back, uh, finish up a couple of cases from uh, the end of last year, which I didn't have a chance to address. The first is the uh, Deutsche Bank FCPA settlement, and then I'm going to eventually get to the Boeing uh, criminal settlement for its safety case. Um, the Deutsche Bank uh, case we're going to review today, it involves not only the resolution of FCPA charges, but also uh, fraud spoofing, um, trading activity as well. Before we get started, let's hear a word from our sponsor, uh, Steel Compliance. Steel Compliance is the global leader in compliance and ethics management. Steel's compliance and ethics platform is comprehensive, robust, and easy to use to promote a company's culture of compliance. Steel partners with the world's largest, most respected companies to deliver compliance products and services that help organizations embrace a culture of compliance while protecting their brand. Building an ethical culture is a complex undertaking that requires a detailed understanding of the global compliance environment, considerable time, and specialized expertise. Steel's end-to-end ethics and compliance platform is designed to provide compliance officers with the solutions they need to proactively address changing regulatory and reputational risks. Steel's ethics and compliance automated platform offers critical functions designed to promote a speak-up culture to advance employee engagement, reporting, and incident management, Investigate promptly and fairly potential incidents to ensure compliance with your organization's code of conduct and applicable laws and regulations, including anti-corruption, anti-money laundering, antitrust, sanctions, cybersecurity, and data privacy. Manage your organization's compliance policies and procedures to ensure that policies are updated and disseminated effectively so that employees understand your organization's compliance requirements. Educate and engage your organization to promote understanding in how your compliance program applies to day-to-day operations. And evaluate and monitor your organization's business partners, vendors, suppliers, and customers to mitigate risk and ensure adherence to your organization's ethics and compliance requirements. To learn more about Steel's compliance solutions, please contact us at email steelglobal.com or call 415-692-5000. Well, we're going to turn now to the Deutsche Bank case and um, what an infamous bank where you can talk about here connected to uh, former President Trump and uh, lots of uh, times has been in the news. And uh, just add them uh, now to the news with regard to these FCPA and the fraud case uh, and the settlement with the Justice Department and the SEC in which they agreed to pay a total of $130 million. Uh, So the settlement included the resolution of fraud charges against Deutsche Bank, also relating to a commodities fraud scheme commonly referred to as spoofing. Uh, 
So under the global resolution, uh, Deutsche Bank agreed to pay criminal penalties of approximately $85 million, uh, criminal disgorgement of 681000 victim compensation of $1,223,000, and a payment of around $43 million, <clears throat> over $43 million to the SEC. The total payments added up to slightly more than $130 million. Deutsche Bank also agreed to a three-year deferred prosecution agreement. DOJ filed a two-count criminal invent, uh, information charging Deutsche Bank with one count of conspiracy to violate books and records and internal accounting controls and one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud affecting a financial institution. That relates to the uh, fraud spoofing uh, case. Now, Deutsche Bank has been in the crosshairs of a number of government investigations and prosecutions. Let's just, let me remind you about a few. In 2015, Deutsche Bank settled LIBOR uh, rigging, bid rigging uh, charges with the antitrust division for approximately $775 million, and DOJ appointed a corporate compliance monitor in that case. In 2019, Deutsche Bank settled FCPA charges with the FC, uh, SEC for $16 million for hiring relatives of foreign officials. In 2017, Deutsche Bank resolved fraud violations from its mortgage-backed securities uh, problems uh, for $7.2 billion, and it agreed to hire another separate compliance monitor in that settlement. And Deutsche Bank has another corporate monitor uh, hired for OFAC sanctions violations as well. So that's, uh, I mean, that's quite a history here. And, uh, you know, to have three corporate monitors um, as well uh, is uh, certainly indicative of the major league problems at Deutsche Bank. Let's talk about the FCPA case now, uh, which generally was between 2009 and 2016, they conspired to violate the FCPA books and records position, uh, provisions to conceal payments to uh, business development consultants, BDCs, so it's third parties, and misrepresented the purpose of the payments to BDCs and falsely characterized payments to others as payments to BDCs. In addition, Deutsche Bank employees conspired to fail to implement uh, internal accounting controls by not conducting due diligence regarding BDCs, making payments to BDCs who were not under contract, and making payments to BDCs without invoices or adequate documentation of services actually performed. These are standard requirements uh, uh, with regard to due diligence and invoice-to-payment processes that the uh, SEC and DOJ like to focus on. Now, applying the Justice Department's corporate enforcement policy, De uh, Deutsche Bank did not receive credit for voluntary disclosure of the FCPA violations, uh, uh, and but did receive full credit for its cooperation with the FCPA investigation. They engaged in remedial measures as well, including conducting a robust root cause analysis, enhancing its accounting controls, its anti-bribery and anti-corruption compliance programs, and its BDCs program on a global basis. They also reduced the number of BDCs used, imposed a requirement that the anti-fraud, bribery, and corruption function approve and a member of the uh, management board support any new BDC arrangement. Uh, they also reviewed BDCs uh, on an annual basis and instituted enhanced due diligence related to BDCs, uh, including anti-bribery training and disciplining and terminating certain employees as a result of the investigation. Uh, 
Now, DOJ did not impose a corporate monitor. They already had three in there already for uh, given Deutsche Bank's remedial measures and its existing corporate monitorship imposed for criminal violations relating to the LIBOR antitrust violations. Now, the uh, commodities trading case, let me just review some of the facts there just generally. Between 20, 2008 and 2013, Deutsche Bank precious metals traders engaged in a scheme to defraud traders on the New York Mercantile Exchange and Commodity Exchange, uh, through which traders in New York, Singapore, and London engaged in spoofing. Uh, and that means placing orders to buy and sell precious metals futures contracts with the intent to cancel the orders before execution. Deutsche Bank agreed to pay a total of $7,500,000 for the commodity scheme, which would be credited against Deutsche Bank's payment of a $30 million civil penalty to the CFTC to resolve regulatory violations relating to the same conduct. Now, applying again the Justice Department's corporate enforcement policy, Deutsche Bank did not receive credit for voluntary disclosure for the commodities violations, but received full credit for its cooperation with the fraud investigation. The conduct at issue preceded Deutsche Bank's 2015 deferred prosecution agreement relating to the LIBOR price fixing and deceptive trading practices. Uh, And Deutsche Bank has enhanced its commodities trading compliance program and internal controls under the independent compliance monitorship. Based on all of the factors for both the FCPA case and commodities trading case, DOJ uh, gave, uh, awarded a 25% discount not from the bottom of the sentencing guidelines range, but from the middle uh, to reflect uh, Deutsche Bank's prior misconduct. So given its uh, long history, uh, they started not from the bottom of the guideline range for sentencing uh, and fines, but in the middle. Uh, Deutsche Bank's ethics and compliance function faces numerous challenges, Uh, They obviously have a storied record of scandals, government enforcement actions, and failures to abide by prior deferred prosecution agreements. When you review these matters, uh, it's inescapable that uh, its track record reflects serious culture and control deficiencies, including participation of high-level executives in uh, illegal schemes, including most, most significantly the bribery schemes. Deutsche Bank's uh, continuing legal and compliance failures are likely to continue, in my view, unless and until there is a serious change in a management and a new message of ethics and compliance. So let's talk about, I want to go into the bribery scheme first uh, and talk a little bit about that involving the BDCs, because this represents uh, yet another classic third-party bribery scheme as a means to funnel illegal bribes to government officials. Uh, BDCs were reviewed and approved by high-level management at the bank. Um, And Deutsche Bank agreed to facts uh, outlining the use of four BDCs. Uh, Three were mentioned in the Justice Department settlement, and in the SEC settlement, there was a fourth that was added. Um, And these BDCs were used to make bribery payments in exchange for the award of lucrative uh, contracts. In 2009, Deutsche Bank's internal audit group issued a report uh, identifying risk indicators and highlighting concerns uh, as to the use of BDCs and lack of oversight and documentation relating to their activities. 
The report made numerous recommendations to remediate these deficiencies and was also distributed, uh, this report, to uh, high-level management, including the management board. Uh, Deutsche Bank failed to implement any of the changes. Two years later, Deutsche Bank's internal audit group conducted uh, yet another review of the BDCs and again identified numerous control failures, including deficiencies in due diligence, failure to document and mitigate risks uh, raised by multiple BDCs. Again, the report as shared with senior management and no changes uh, were implemented to the bank's controls. So let's go through a few of these. Uh, examples. Uh, in approximately 2010, uh, the first one we want to focus on is the Abu Dhabi BDC. The bo- bank contracted with the BDC in Abu Dhabi to obtain business with an investment vehicle indirectly owned by an Abu Dhabi state-owned enterprise, which was known as uh, the project internally was called Project X. Several high-ranking regional officials at the bank knew that BDC, uh, the BDC lacked qualifications because the BDC had a family relationship with the client decision maker uh, for the Abu Dhabi entity. In other words, the BDC was acting as a proxy for the client decision maker to funnel payments to secure the valuable Project X uh, contract. The hiring of this BDC was reviewed by the Global Markets Risk Assessments Committee and ultimately approved by high-level executives despite numerous indicators of corruption and intent to pay bribes to secure Project X. Deutsche Bank's due diligence did not even include the name of the BDC or his or her biographical information. Deutsche Bank paid the Abu Dhabi BDC over $3 million in fees without any documentation or invoices to justify the payments, and they ultimately secured the Project X contract. Aside from the bribery payments of cash and indirectly uh, involved official from the Abu Dhabi uh, government uh, official or state-owned entity pressured Deutsche Bank to provide financing for the purchase also of an expensive yacht, which uh, Deutsche Bank provided. Next, let's talk about this. There's a BDC in Saudi Arabia in approximately 2011. Uh, Deutsche Bank entered into a BDC with a special purpose vehicle beneficially owned by the wife uh, of a, of a husband whose husband managed the office and investments of a Saudi royal family. And uh, they entered into this arrangement with uh, the special purpose vehicle owned by the wife in order to funnel payments to get valuable bank- banking business with the royal family. The bank made bribery payments of over $1 million to the Saudi BDC to secure these contracts for millions of dollars in investments. Deutsche Bank approved the BDC engagement despite the relationship between the Saudi BDC and the husband and the official in order to funnel the bribery payments. Um, And in approving these payments, Deutsche Bank employees were aware that the client and the uh, Saudi BDC were intimately linked, meaning husband and wife, and any failure to pay bribes they knew would result in a loss of business from the client. To conceal the bribery payments to the Saudi BDC, Deutsche Bank assisted the Saudi BDC to establish a shell company for her in the British Virgin Islands and opened an account at a Deutsche Bank for the BVI company. In addition to the bribery payments, the BDC assisted a foreign official connected to the Saudi official to secure a loan to purchase a house in France. 
Okay, then we had a, another BDC, interesting one in Italy, between 2007 and 2016, Deutsche Bank maintained a BDC who was a regional tax judge in Italy to bring clients to Deutsche Bank and paid the Italian BDC a total of over $865,000. The BDC, this is the tax judge, submitted false invoices, which were known by Deutsche Bank officials to be false, and received multiple payments, many of which were duplicative and included no documentation or justification. In several cases, Deutsche Bank officials intervened to secure payment of improper or inadequate invoices and made false representations concerning the services being provided. Finally, let's turn to the last BDC uh, in China, where uh, Deutsche Bank retained a BDC to help establish a clean energy investment fund with a Chinese government entity. The BDC claimed he was a senior advisor to the regional Chinese government with which the bank sought to establish the investment fund. Deutsche Bank was also aware that the BDC was a close friend of a foreign government official whose approval was needed for the new investment fund. That same government official required that Deutsche Bank work through the BDC to establish the investment fund. Despite all of these issues, Deutsche Bank retained the BDC without conducting the required due diligence. And now then, between April 2011 and May 2013, Deutsche Bank paid uh, the RDC, the BDC at least $1.6 million, including payments for services provided before he was engaged. The BDC submitted invoices for gifts and entertainment provided to foreign officials that were reimbursed with, uh, without adequate review or approval uh, and required as advance approval by compliance under the bank's policies. Furthermore, Deutsche Bank did not fully document the BDC's services and paid him without appropriate documentation. In addition to these p- payments, the BDC was given a partnership interest in the investment fund that required little to no capital payments and gave him a large profit share. Okay, the last part is the commodities fraud case. And here we had five traders who were located in New York, Singapore, and London uh, that, who were identified in the statement of the fa- of facts. Two of the traders were convicted in September 2020 of wire fraud after a jury trial. A third trader from Singapore pleaded guilty on June 1, 2017 to conspiracy to commit wire fraud and spoofing. A fourth trader was charged by indictment in November 2020 and awaits trial on fraud and conspiracy charges. Deutsche Bank, through the five traders, deceived other precious metal uh, market participants by creating and communicating false and misleading information regarding supplier demand in order to induce other market participants into trading precious metals, futures contracts at prices, quantities, and times they would not have otherwise done in order to make money and avoid losses. The traders placed visible orders for precious metals metals, futures contracts on one side of the market that they intended to cancel before execution in order to deceive other traders. The traders acted with the intent to create and communicate false information concerning their orders uh, and intent to execute. The false and misleading information caused other traders to buy or sell futures contracts to cause other traders to react and manipulate and move commodities futures prices. Well, that's a summary of Deutsche Bank added to the list of Deutsche Bank controversies, uh, corruption, 
and uh, misconduct, uh, yet another example. I'm sure we'll see them back until there's uh, some wholesale attempt to uh, alter the culture there and uh, impose real, meaningful ethics and compliance programs. Uh, it might be that the corporate monitors may be able to do that, but there's a real uh, cultural issue here within this company as it continues uh, its regular pattern of illegal activity. Well, thank you very much. Stay safe, stay healthy. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode and uh, talk to you soon. Thanks again for listening to Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Please subscribe to the podcast series. The Volkov Law Group believes that every company should have a robust ethics and compliance program. Experience and research show that ethical companies are better performers in the global marketplace. You can learn more about the legal and compliance services we offer at our website, www.volkovlaw.com. You can also follow our award-winning blog, Corruption, Crime, and Compliance, and our podcast series. You can contact Michael Volkov at his email address, mvolkov at volkovlaw.com.
and you don't.